now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey, it's Yolanda at DryerBuzz and, of course, DryerBuzz.com. And I am loud today, guys, because I am recording this one on the fly. But I realized I had not done a buzz it or bash it. And this is where we just take a few minutes to kind of go down our timeline and talk about some of the things that made us hit the like button, the follow button, the share button, things that were kind of somewhat buzzing. Now, there were a couple things where we're kind of all over the gamut because, you know what, it's just that week. It's just that hot summer week there was there was something going on like everywhere like new york had a blackout new orleans had a flood uh and so i want to give a shout out too when we talk about that um let me just you know the usual things that are going on all up and through atlanta and oh my god i turned the ac off just so the air wouldn't be blowing while we were having this conversation but that's not so copacetic as i look at the temperature and it's hitting a 90 degrees okay a couple shout outs let's get started i got a shout out ray cornelius with upfront over at wclk as you know we go over periodically when invited and talk about some of the hot topics now ray does an amazing show that airs uh, on saturday morning and he talks about all the entertainment the whole entertainment scene that's going on in atlanta and of course that you know must encompass the um film industry and so he invited us over along with uh, eric little who is uh an atlanta thespian uh in the theater in the theater realm you know me honey i am stalking i'm a theater stalker i'm a, i just like to kind of just hang out over in the peripheral and just watch what goes on i love theater if you follow me and just click that play button you probably already know i'm living atlanta style stage by stage but ray wanted to talk about all of the different remakes you know remakes are coming back one of the things that I, when I think of something that's uh, cycling around again, is simply because it remembers who the true audience was. So when you think about a lot of the remakes, whether it's film, television, revival of plays, and so forth, it's simply because they probably got a rebrand or they've gotten away from what the true audience was. Like, we had to do a little bit of that sometimes here at Dryer Bus, you know. But luckily, 17 years, we're still dryer buzz but you know there are times when your brand kind of gets thin or you you think there's an audience over here you think there's an audience over there i love the fact that that car is like just giving y'all a little bit of the sights and sounds around me you know what i mean i'm i'm live and, and all that kind of stuff right so i what happens is you know you remember who your audience was and you do what you go back to them and for our generation my generation like and i know i look like everybody else but let me tell you i got some years on this thing y'all and i think that the movie industry has realized wait a minute nobody's going to the movie where was that gener- who was that generation that went to the movies every friday night who was that generation that went to the movie when it was uh you could when the first release and then you had the dollar movie and then you bought the dvds or whatever the vhs the dvds you listen here's the thing about i'm gonna throw a little bit of marketing in there with you people who start with you finish with you they you don't you don't really lose you lose them when you go astray right if they like there are people who really want to read long form writing because that's what blogging started it's like oh good some commentary right because you're helping people form their opinions but then you know 
here came here comes podcasting. Oh wait, video. You know. Oh wait, here comes video. This video. That. You know. And then people are like, wait, wait. What are we doing? You mean I gotta watch this and form my own opinion? No, I got you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what to think about some of this stuff, right? So, um, we got a chance to toss around some of the topics. Like people are like, don't touch good times. You know. But then there are films that. I would like to see a new generation get a hold of, you know, like I was, I was, for some reason I got home, you know how algorithms work. I got home and there was some black exploitation films. I, I watched one clip of something. The next thing you know, I was down this wormhole of every black exploitation clip that's online. You know how Facebook does. You watch one video. Next thing you know, you've watched a hundred, right? So I watched, I watched the clip of Fred Sanford. As you know, there was a remake kind of in it wasn't a reboot or anything like that and they just kind of were honoring um honoring the 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 well, I don't even know what to call it because there's so much conspiracy behind the television shows of the 70s and Norman Lear and, and the original creators and writers and so forth and so on and all this kind of stuff, right? So they did the, this live version of live version of two episodes, episode of All in the Family and then an episode of The Jefferson. So people are still kind of murmuring and talking about that. And if you're around any actors, you know, the conversation is always going to lead to who was cast and, and people, you know, still feel like the casting was a little bit off. Although it was great to see, you know, for my generation because that's what we ran home to to watch, you know, and back in the day, back in my day, um, you didn't have a chance to, you know, watch it later on demand, you know, only probably one person in the neighborhood had whatever kind of recording advice was going on at that time uh, to record television. If you missed it, you had to wait till the next week to see the next episode. And then you saw the reruns. You couldn't watch the, you couldn't watch the rerun until the summer, right? Cause you had what was called your season. It started around sometime around September and then it went around to maybe spring, early spring or summer. Summer, and then summer you had your reruns and the reruns would play back up until it was time for the next episode so you couldn't, couldn't go nowhere and binge okay you missed it you missed it television went off at a certain time there was no 24 hour nothing right so you know we talked about like the movies of course all of this is sparked by um the the conversation of you know people being manipulated emotionally about the new aerial and so forth and i'm like my god you have an aerial can somebody else have an arrow no right petty people okay i still don't understand in this day and age where we have all this technology and and literally like i don't understand why we're not making several different versions because you know the mainstream they copy the it copy somebody anyway right so people who are all up in their feelings about having a black mermaid it's like oh you you all in your feelings about having a black mermaid well guess what there's a black mermaid movie out there you didn't watch that there's black mermaid uh um merch out there now you did not buy that so you know i'd be like i have to look at y'all like sometimes like really you know you it's just it's about manipulating and, and then to manipulate emotion here at a time when Disney is getting ready to make a great move for all of their content, removing their content from all these different platforms and launching their own. Let me take a sip. Sorry for the dead air, but it probably wasn't dead because you probably been swallowing, but I'm like, hey, I'm talking and it's hot and it's clearly hot because this guy walking by me is as red as fire in his t-shirt. So anyway. So that's something that really got us uh, clicking, uh, clickbait and swiping, excuse me, 
<coughs> this week, and I don't want to have to edit this, so sorry, that's coming through, but, um, cause I'm on the fly doing this podcast, y'all don't understand, so, that's something that really had people in their craw, you know, and of course they tried to say, oh, let's you know, bring the, the racists, you know, forefront to the forefront again. Let's manipulate all this emotion. But listen, so what to you? Tweet me, tweet me, uh, however you, you know, troll or whatever. Get at me, get at me. Let's just do it that way. Get at me and let me know what's something that you would love to see remade and what's something you think that should forever be left alone. Like, I love Claudine. Would I, now, Claudine, I will sit down and watch Claudine 50 times a day. Claudine uh, and, and Jack Nicholson movie, the couple Jack Nicholson movies, I love. And guess what? Somebody posted a, 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 a picture of Jim Carrey. As the character in The Shining, which lets us know, oh my God, you know, Jim Carrey is like, it was like dead on, right? Now, Jim Carrey stepping into a Jack Nicholson role, The Shining, would you watch that again? And I mean, we kind of feel like we're watching it going on with the White House. But anyway, because, you know, Melania and the kid and, the, you know, it's like, ah. anyway, it's spooky up there in Washington, D.C. right now. So, but when I saw the Jim Carrey in it, and that's what I'm talking about. A whole other generation doing it because a lot of times what we think is the original is really not even the original. Like I thought the Wizard of Oz, I thought that was the original. Wait a minute, there was one like even before that. And then of course the Wiz and all these other different takes on it. And I mean the Wiz for me was life. The Wiz gave me absolute life. And and still to this day, it's still very hard. Even though I know that's Dorothy and that's Toto and that's Dorothy and that's Toto. That's Tin Man, that's Tin Man, that's the lion, that's the lion, you know, that's scarecrow, that's scarecrow. Even still, it was so different. It was so different. Um, and as a, as a young woman, as a little girl, to have something that resonated with me, you know, it resonated with me. I'm sorry. I love that. And I know every line and I know every song, you know, the Wizard of Oz. I don't even, I don't even, I can't even remember, uh, over somewhere over the rainbow. I think is that part of, I don't even know if somewhere over the rainbow, it's somewhere over the, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I watched it because, you know, hell, we only had three television stations in my day. You watched what was on. If a black person was on, you ran out, you told everybody in the neighborhood that everybody came and watched it. Okay. It, I mean, that's just the way it was. And we're still in 2019. Listen, if you're catching this sometime in the future, it's 2019. And we're still at that point. Like, hey, look, black people on TV. You know, still have to go and gather everybody. But at the same time, pro- a lot of progress has been made. A lot of progress has been made. But would you, what would you not want anybody to Because I remember, I remember the day. I remember the day they announced that Denzel was going to not only be involved with Fences on Broadway, but he was going to play the role. And I, I, I literally almost was in tears. One, because I knew with Denzel stepping in that role, that meant that some other actor, we weren't, it wasn't going to be, it would not become the lunch pad for, as it, as it did for, um, as epic as, as Fences is and as epic as it had been for the previous generation with James Earl Jones and then it launched uh, Sidney Poitier, you know, and and, um, and so forth. No, that's Raisin. I'm thinking, I'm getting confused. I'm, I mean, did I mean Raisin? No. Okay, well, I, I want to talk about Raisin, but I mean Fences. I mean Fences. Uh, James Earl Jones and Denzel, but I also want to talk about Raisin in the Sun because that was a, a theatrical remake with 
uh, Puffy Combs, Sean, P. Diddy, right? And everybody's like, oh my God, P. Diddy and that. But I think P. Diddy did an amazing job. I would never tell him. And don't y'all tell him I said so. But I think he did an amazing job in that. Um, and then having that as a remake, while they didn't go too far away, stayed in the apartment, but we did get to see a little bit down the block. Like, I was like, oh, wait. Because when you go and see it at the theater, you, it's a whole lot of stories. We only have so many ways in which they could tell it and, and explore the story. But when they bring in some of these to movies, which as Denzel is actually doing right now, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. If you don't know what that is, go and Google it. Uh, August Wilson, one of the... his. Uh, 10 plays is now film is now shooting i saw i'm very close to some people very close to the project uh, very close to august wilson the late august wilson um dr goddess follow her online she's got in fact she's got a group if you'd like to become one of the ambassadors really uh, talking about this and make sure this stuff um gets out then the word gets out there but if you are in what is that? What is Pittsburgh? Uh, in particularly the, that area, they are something here. Uh, they are casting for extras, extras upon extras. So that means that's, this is going to be an amazing production. But Denzel is, uh, good Lord willing, creaked on rise. You know, he is bringing these to um, television, to, to, to film. I won't say television because it will, you know, ultimately end up. You, you don't do a film. You probably won't ever do a film um, thing today and not have television included in that. Some people are talking about Aladdin, like, you know, Aladdin, uh, is tied to, um, Robin Williams and then having Will Smith step into that role. Now I didn't, I didn't, I missed the whole first. I I saw it. I know it's epic. You know, the Robin Williams and, and some of the cliche, some of the cliches that we now, we now say and so forth and so on. I haven't seen Aladdin and I need to go, I should probably go do a movie day today. But when you think about it, I love the fact, again, another generation, as long as it's not just somebody like just jumping on it because, you know, it's th- I like to see that a generation take it on. And then again, technology being what it is, they were able to explore it, take it to a new level. And uh, some people say uh, it's done Will Smith well, but it's done Will Smith well because Will Smith got his behind on social media. Had he not gotten his behind on social media, we wouldn't be talking about Aladdin. And even with Will Smith on social media, and it is done very well. Um, still, it's not an everyday conversation as films used to be. When I first started blogging, it was nothing to have a film do a couple of hundred million dollar weekends, right? And then that number dropped so significantly simply because uh, films that going to the movie just became so outrageously expensive at a time when we, we people just didn't have the money and then two the competition the whole bootleg thing and I don't even think I really don't even think it was a bootleg thing I think people just you know times change and even now I think people would spend a little bit more to even watch it elsewhere you know we think about the evolution of us and all these different screens and so forth I mean I did really have a conversation about this I didn't think I really had a conversation about this but um again there are some productions I think that should be left well enough alone that we can't possibly see somebody else in that role but I will say never say never never say never because what I know about talent and what I know about people who are born for specific things 
and and that they need to live up to their destiny. There are people that I can see in certain in certain roles and that I can see coming behind. And I would love to see more people groom someone. You know, I know we talk about role modeling all the time. We talk about networking and all that. But I would love to see more people specifically groom someone. You know, when we talk about, you know, the Spike Lee era, the John Singleton era. I remember, let me tell you, when I first met John Singleton, before John Singleton was John Singleton, I met him because I was trying, I was stalking Spike and I showed up at a Spike event and I was trying to give Spike my script. I was like, I was trying to give Spike, I don't, honey, I done wrote this great screenplay. So I thought, because I wrote a great book and I was like, oh, it'll do well as a screenplay. Oh man, I got to learn how to do an abstract. I got to get this abstract to, Sp- abstract to Spike Lee. Spike came to town. This is how all this stuff started. All this blogging and all this stuff started, right? Spike came to town. I was like, I'm going. Some, you know, look, my guardian angels whispering like, do this, do that. Go. You got to go. You need to meet Spike Lee. And I go. And the way I was going to go meet Spike, I'm like, it's going to be a lot of people trying to get that book signed. Because, you know, when Spike does a project, he does a book. He publishes what that experience was. It has a script. I don't know if he's still doing it, but that's what he did back in the day. Because, you know, Spike was just an icon born to do this thing and be this person in our world, right? So I had every Spike book there was, talking about every film Spike ever made. I mean, I knew, I thought I knew Spike like the back of my hand. And I'm like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta get up close to Spike. So I pretended to be a photographer, y'all. And I don't know if anybody don't know this story. This is how I got started. I pretended to be a photographer because I'm like, I'm not standing. Y'all know me. I don't like standing in line. And if there is a way for me to get to what I need, I'm just that person. So I, I grabbed my father's cameras. I put on all black for what I knew photographers look like. And I went up and that Spike was like, ooh, a black female photographer. Oh, make sure she um, knows where we are going in this city. Because they were in Atlanta. And all they knew is like, it's black. It's a black female photographer in Atlanta, right? And so um, I was trying to hand. I was getting Spike to sign my books. I was like, Spike, can you just sign my books? I'm gonna, I am going to get back taking pictures. I don't want to have to stand in line. He was like, sure. Sign the books. He's like, um, give that. And I said, like, Spike, you know, I kind of got this abstract. I would love for you to just kind of look at it, check it out. He said, sure. Give that to my boy. That's what he said to me. Give that to my boy. And so his boy stepped forward and took it out of my hand. Lo and behold, later on, I don't think I knew it then, but I come to find out, y'all, that was John Singleton. Okay, so anyway, that was that was just part of that story. So again, like Spike has done a remake. We talk about remakes. Spike is, um, and he said, and he did an interview. Go and check out the podcast. If you love podcasting, check out the podcast where uh, Spike was on Jamil. I don't know how Jamil. Hill, um, formerly whatever sports channel and all that kind of stuff. She has an amazing podcast uh, that she's getting some serious time with people we need to hear from. And she had one. I hope my phone didn't get hot. Let me turn this air on for my phone get too hot up here. Cut us off. You know, iPhone is sensitive. All right, so she. Uh, did an interview with Spike, and Spike talked about, you know, he had no he had no plans of remaking any of that stuff, uh, but, you know, encouraged and pushed by his wife, who also uh, has several projects and, and behind a lot of the projects and so forth. They make a great team. Now, I need to go and binge it. I cre- it's a, is, is it a binge or a cre- Oh, that's a, we got to start that, y'all. Tell me, tweet, get at me, get at me, and let me know. What's the binge or the cringe? Okay, because somebody, I was in a conversation with Dear Winfrey. Dear Winfrey and I used to run into each other uh, on the scene. Also, a fellow blogger, Pretty Girls Rock Dresses. And then also, she works with, um, uh oh, I'm trying to think. 
Oh, name slipping me, Freddie-O. <laughs> she uh, used to roll with Freddie-O. Now she's a professional woman doing her thing. Uh, she'll step back out here, too. We both had to take our breaks. Um, but she and I were talking about some films that we have been binging on that we didn't necessarily go to the movies on because they missed the, they missed the PR mark uh, and the release mark and so forth. And we were talking about how a couple of films got caught up in what we call the Cat Williams gate. You know, when Cat Williams had that radio mix-up with a comedian and uh and he threw threw jabs at Laurel and Tiffany Haddish, uh Kevin Hart and all of those and that was the weekend that um um Night School was supposed to come out. And so some of us are just now watching Night School on um you know in the on the streaming services and come to find out it is really a funny movie. Tiffany is not all that over the top. Uh it's actually a surprisingly funny, cutesy nice afternoon i'm gonna sip my lemonade and lay on this couch and watch it and i tell you i laughed out loud more than i thought i would at a kevin hart because i'm still i still need kevin to give me another 30 minutes that that last stand-up movie maybe the last before the last stand-up movie i just feel like kevin should give us another 30 minutes on whatever he does because kevin spent so much time laughing at kevin if we like what the kevin what is he laughing at I'm just saying, Kevin, give us some more too, you know, but that's just, that's just what it is. It's like, it's like, oh, we supposed to laugh at the little guy. Okay. Well, he need to make me laugh, but it's just, it's, but that movie was funny. I I literally laughed out loud more than it was a binge, not a cringe. So, but there's a lot of things out there when we talking about the remakes, what is a binge and what is a cringe? What are some roles? What are some epic things that you think that people should never touch? Like, I could see doing a Claudine, but then I was like, that storyline, his storyline is still out there. I think the storyline is still out there. I mean, that's just one of the most epic movies. It had the most epic soundtrack. Um, and some other some other movies that are our favorites. And I think that, yes, um, the next generation should try and do it. Not just, but then there are some storylines. Like, say, for instance, I know people don't want to admit it. But for me, I think Tyler Perry's Good Deeds, I think that's Pretty Woman storyline all over again. I think there are so, several movies that are Pretty Woman. Like, Pretty Woman is epic. You know, that's the really the one good time that we really liked uh, Julia Roberts, you know, um, uh, uh, Richard Gere. And so, I mean, it's like, who does not want to be rescued, you know? So, and then, so, Good Deeds, I think Good Deeds is my favorite Tyler Perry movie, if there is one. I, I like his first First one, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, but that's that's still a little bit of a cringe. But Good Deeds for me um, was was one of the better ones. I mean, it just it came after he did after he had a chance to work with some others, so he got a chance to bring some of that knowledge of true filmmaking to his movies, and it was it's just really good. And that is something I will watch it every time I come across it. So, um, let me think. What is another one? Okay, let me, let's go on down the timeline because there were a couple of things that gave us a couple of reasons to like and like and share. And we only about 22 minutes in and I'm trying to remember what else I wanted to talk about. I didn't realize I had that much conversation on that. But, um, that's something that is, that is happening and also good. Uh, I, man, I don't know that I remember what else. <laughs> oh, Burger King. Right now, I have a video, guys, that's absolutely going viral. Um, bought 
went to Burger King and I was like, oh, let me try that dollar taco. It's a dollar taco. We were like, it's a dollar. What'd you expect? You still expect something edible. Uh, buzzing or bashing, let me know if you anywhere on this planet have been able to find a, a well-made Burger King taco. These tacos, y'all, they look like Burger King caught a, a Cinco de Mayo buyout and put these things in the freezer somewhere and decided, let's just roll with it. I don't know. But let me tell you what's smart. If if they intentionally have put out this bad product and charged us a dollar for it so we can get out here talking about how bad it is, uh, and then they're going to come. I don't, I don't know. They always say there's no such thing as bad press as long as people are talking about you. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all, and, and, and I did not buy the taco thinking it would be the worst thing ever. I literally bought it because I just needed just a little quick bite. And I figured I'd, you know, just chomp it down, rolling down the road. I'm like, I, I'm looking in the bag and I'm looking in the bag. It's a bag. It's in a bag in a bag, right? So it's in a bag. I'm like, what's the, the bag looks kind of, that bag, the bag that it was in looked like somebody had taken home and did all kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know what this was, y'all. I don't know how, I don't know how they plan to turn this around. I don't know if they really successfully wanted to roll out a taco or if this is like the worst joke. Just like International House of Pancake. I mean, what is it? IHOP tried to change the IHOP when they act like they were doing the burger thing and, and, um, and ended up, you know, that just being the worst, worst marketing campaign ever. Um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe Burger King is gonna is gonna maybe they want us to say because clearly we we might as well save this taco and have a taco Bernie and get back to burgers. Maybe th- this is their way to say you know maybe a few weeks down they're gonna be like okay we're just we're just gonna perfect go back to perfecting a flame broil. Is is it even? I mean, when was the last time you rode by the Burger King that you saw a burger going down the flame broil? Remember they used to have the, the flame broil conveyor belt and you literally saw the flames and they literally cooked the burgers. I don't know what's going on up in that kitchen in there. I mean, and then and then as, as a matter of fact, this weekend was the first time in the twelve years, fourteen years I've been in my community that I actually went inside. The Burger King, and I only went inside the Burger King because I needed to throw away <laughs> a cup that I had in order to make room for the soda that I bought to go with the taco. And I was like, you know, again, they in Burger King, they don't have trash cans outside. I'm like, why do you not have a trash can receptacle outside? So I had to go inside um, to throw away some things, and I think I went inside because I I went inside to get something else. I don't even remember, but um, literally. Go check the video out. It's everywhere. Go check the video out. Uh, you can go to drybuzzeats.com. That'll take you to our YouTube page. And you can see the video of this taco. But I encourage you, try to find one. Find one. Please find somebody find the best Burger King taco. And please post it because they're getting roasted. And somebody just said that they bought three somewhere and they were all the same, all hard, all dry. I mean, the two pieces of lettuce on there. I'm like, did this thing have trouble at the border because the toppings were confiscated? I'm like, how do you even put like one little tiny? That's a lot of intentional effort to put one little tiny piece of lettuce on a taco. I mean, like seriously, my taco had two. Two tiny pieces of lettuce on there. I couldn't even differentiate. I couldn't tell the difference. I can't say that word. I couldn't tell the difference between the the insides and the cheese. I couldn't make couldn't make heads or tails of it. Uh, it didn't want to be touched. As soon as I touched it, it crumpled apart, and it was just like. <laughs> all I'm saying is somebody some. 
are they making the tacos at Burger King? What's going on Burger King? We need a press conference. I don't know what the campaign is. Whoever, if you're going to come back in a week or so and say, listen, we're not doing the tacos. We're going to go back to the real flame broiled burgers. Um, that would be the best thing ever if they're going to do that. But if they really plan to roll out a taco because they're open late and they want to get that late night munchy crowd, let me tell you, the one thing you don't want to do is upset somebody that's got the absolute munchies. I know because I've been out here and I've seen them. And let me tell you, I don't know. So we need to find out which Burger King has the best. Okay, I do want to talk about something in Atlanta. Let's move on. Let's get ready to get out of here. And I believe that's the 37. Is that 27? Dang, we got uh, the 27. Okay, good. We got a few more minutes. All right, so Atlanta... Atlanta and these one-way, two-way streets. Let me tell you, you know, the biggest conversation in Atlanta right now, every day, all day, is transportation. Inside the perimeter, outside the perimeter. Of course, you know, and, and I'm talking about this in a sense, you know, okay, the big picture is gentrification. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm, look, I'm all for safety. And for some reason in Atlanta, gentrification seems to represent safety. I'm a woman, I'm sitting right now somewhere I shouldn't be, recording a podcast i want to be safe i need to look around and see certain things happening in a community like patrols okay even though they'll roll up on me while i'm podcasting is everything all right you know yes all right am i am i in the wrong of pulling over because you know i can't roll down that can't be riding down the street podcasting and live streaming anymore since i got to pull over because we got that hands-free law right and i need to touch my phone and do this podcast so but anyway uh, a mayor, not our mayor, because not my mayor. I'm I'm LTP, but Mayor Keisha, Mayor Keisha boycotted, um, vetoed, vetoed a measure that was going to create uh, a couple, reverse a couple of one way streets in Atlanta. And let me tell y'all, only Dryer Buzz will have a real life episode. A real life episode to go along with this headline. That's why we shared it. We're talking about things that we buzzed or bash it, things that made us hit that like, share, and uh, follow button this week. And so, only reason I'm talking about this this making streets two way streets is only because we went into the city. We go into the city on Tuesday. There's a pizza joint that's got ten dollar pizzas on Tuesday inside the city of Atlanta. I'm rolling to the city of Atlanta. I see y'all there on Tuesday. You want to know which one I'm talking about? Go check out my timeline. They're not sponsored. But I'm going, look, that redu- price reduction is enough to let you know, hey, listen, that's where I'll be on Tuesday because y'all know I love pizza. You know I'm not cooking till Wednesday live in the kitchen or in the kitchen with dryer bus. So I'm not cooking till Wednesday. I need pizza on Tuesday. Okay, so anyway, so we go in, we roll into the city to get pizza. Now, mind you, we got to get back outside the perimeter. We got a good 30, 45 minute, well, 30 minute drive, depending on how fast we can get out of there, right? And what time we go in and what time we get out. So, our dilemma in leaving the, the pizza joint, which is over near, over on, on Howell Mill. And when you're at Howell Mill, you can either go, you clean, you, you can easily access 75 north and south, right? We would have to go south and to get to east. Well, going south would take us to the Grady Curve. Ain't nobody trying to go down the Grady Curve because you're going to get over to the Grady Curve and that's going to add another 30, 45 minutes to your ride, right? So we were like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and let's go on down. Let's roll out toward north side. But then I'm like, we roll out north side, something could be going on at the stadium. And then we get caught in that can't get to I-20 East. So, look, let's just go ahead and take 78. 78 is Bankhead. 
is Dunley Hollowell. It's Veterans Memorial. Comes all the way west. Let's roll, right? So we're going in that. We're like, look, that's clearly just going to be one simple turn. We're going to come out of this restaurant. We're going to go straight, just make a right, make another right. Boom. We roll, chill, talk, all the way home, right? Got our pizzas, got our dessert, ready to roll. We roll in. And now, mind you, now, this is a two-way street. Bankhead is two-way street. So, I'm rolling. I'm like, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, man, this guy behind me is going quite fast, you know. And so, I got some cars in front of me. I'm like, well, this car is getting ready to turn. I got to slow down. So, the car, uh, and you know, in the, inside the perimeter, there, the, the uh, at one point, I don't know if it is now with the new mayor and the new transportation consultant, but the previous mayor and the previous transportation consultant, there was a 300% uh, incident risk of you being rear-ended inside the perimeter. Okay? 300%. Meaning every day, every way you look, somebody was getting rear-ended. That's why we now have the hands-free law. Well, the hands-free law only, only redu- did a great reduction of that, but still, there are those who feel like they need to be driving 100 miles an hour uh, on some of these. It, it, I know it's called Bankhead Highway, but uh, we're kind of in a residential, commercial slash residential. Well, um, we were at that part of Bankhead where there literally is a little bit of economic development. But still, it was a major thoroughfare. There were about five or six of us cars rolling together. So this guy, I'm looking like, okay, he's coming. He's coming at a very high rate of speed. I've got to slow down. I've got to stop because this man is trying to make a left turn. So therefore, he decides he's going to veer around me without braking. So he veers around me to the right, okay? You pass on the left, but there's a double line right there, meaning that on the other side of that line is oncoming traffic. So he proceeds to go around to the right and realize, oh, wait, there's two cars inconveniently in front of her, one of which is wanting to make a left turn. So he, in his high rate of speed, decides he's going over into the oncoming lane. Oh, there's a car coming. Oh no, we're about to witness a head-on collision. But then I look in the mirror again and I'm like, wait, those are blue lights. Oh my God, we are caught up in a high-speed chase. So this is why today, people, I'm telling you, let me just advocate for the one ways, okay? Because I listened to a couple of interviews and it said that literally the traffic pattern in downtown Atlanta was created in such a way to help people get to the highway because of how many venues, or not a lot of venues, but because of those venues and those things that are inside the, inside the downtown area to to draw us in. Um, it being used, formerly it was work, now it's residential, and it, now it's residential and entertainment. There is there are necessary the one ways are necessary in order to move us out to the highway although at that point there wasn't one that really successfully got me to the highway so I was going out well I wasn't on the highway I was on Bankhead Highway or if that's what you want to call it but nothing got me to the expressway so and the expressway wasn't an option because of how Atlanta is so mind you now here we are nerves are bad pulling over to the side of the road because really that's that was a high speed chase but it obviously I think they called it off because at that that could have been a head on collision clearly if they had remained in pursuit uh, somebody was going to get hurt and as we went on we noticed that they pretty much had to call it off because there was no way and there was no way that that was going to because one uh after i think two cops went by two more went by but they were not in pursuit 
um, and just kind of seem to be trolling the area. So when the mayor says that we need to look at this, I know they want to look at it from a business perspective. Uh, I don't know how much safety is on this thing, but we, we need to know what these numbers are um, as far as accidents and then crime in that me because, you know, there's so much carjacking. Lock my door. Seriously, really. There's so much carjacking going on in this city. Um, you know, not being able to get to the highway is a good thing. But when I saw the recklessness of that gentleman who had just here, my family was trying to just go into the city to grab, to support a business, because that's what the mayor talked about. She wanted to some more time to consult with the businesses and in going to this particular piece of joint is already difficult enough with trying to find somewhere to park because it's in an area that should be a walking uh, community. Um, parking is so limited and so in, improperly enforced um, to where businesses, that's the issue. You know, you almost got to go somewhere and park and I don't know about why nobody hasn't started. I don't know why there are not more shuttles in that, in that dang on city, but you need to be able to go somewhere and park. Like when you go to other cities, you know, when you go to other cities and you go to different strips and things like that, they have a place to park, park here and walk on in or park here and take a shuttle on in park here, take a scooter. I'm not getting on the scooter. Cause you know, the way my age is, I'm like, no, uh-uh. and plus my daughter is already flew, flew off of <laughs> I'm not laughing at my daughter. I'm laughing at the word flued. My daughter's already flown off of one. Um, and so I, it's not something, but there is nowhere and nobody has given this really any thought. I have, because I'm going to tell you the best parking shuttle in the city. And I don't know why they are not calling it a parking shuttle yet is the streetcar. But the streetcar doesn't go anywhere near this particular piece of joint. And I don't know that I want to go get my pieces and hop on the shuttle. But Atlanta needs to think about itself as that kind of destination. There needs to be somewhere for somebody to park. Because even in the whole Howl Mill, there's so many places to dine and places that, you know, get out of the car, go and eat, go stroll a little bit, go here and there. The the businesses don't, they, there's no layering. And by layering, I mean from a tourist perspective. And as a, as a city blogger, um, one of the things I do is I go out as a tourist in my city and say, okay, here's how you would layer this. Like say if you went to a museum or if you went to the sporting event, like right now there's no layering. If you go to the sporting event, what to do after. If you look at the ride share records, people get in and they get out and they, there's no way after the game to go and have a drink. Because one thing, what they did not do with Mercedes Benz that they did do with SunTrust Park is you've got hella entertainment before the game, during the game, after the game, when there is no game. But when you look at downtown Atlanta, you know, there's no true layering. Now, those things are in the plans. They're being built and so forth and so on. But it just needed to be, it needed to happen at the same time. And so people don't know that, oh, there's a there's a restaurant row over here. There's a strip over there because it's not necessarily working in conjunction. And then, too, you're looking at, oh, well, this is a one-way. If it's a one-way, that means how am I going to get back? You know, how do I get around? How do I know to go? And I noticed one or two streets uh, by hearing the, the brakes and the crashes that a couple of them have already become two-way streets again. But, and, and you know, maybe, uh, well, one thing too, and I'm going to tell you what is, what would be good about the 
bringing back the two ways is because of the ride share and the volume of ride share in the city it would be beneficial because there are so many one ways because people like to get off on the side of the street they're going to and when you think about like like at the whole at the whole foods whole foods sits in a block of four one no two 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 one ways two major one ways west Peace street and then spring and then 14th street is a two-way and then 10th street is a two-way right and then there's 11 12th and 13th street running in between there and listen y'all some of y'all take 13 there's nobody using 13 if you're sitting in if you ever sitting in traffic on 14 uh take 13 and 13 doesn't go straight you got to do a little crook in the road but take some people some of y'all take 13 okay some take 11 you know this there are some other streets i'm a native traffic is for transplants you'll never find me sitting in traffic and i do blog about some of these little um i do post about some of these little shortcuts but um yeah i think i think that there needs to be some more um study and design of this thing but designing not just when you think about transportation look at where people are going look at where people are trying to go there there's so many times in going into inside the perimeter that you just have to you just have to say i won't go there i can't because you can't get there you know you can't you cannot get there there's not uh there's not enough parking and there's just very simply not enough not enough layering of what's going on of how to get to how to get to other places and so forth you know so that that just that just bothers me so i'm not i'm not mad that baker street because and i i don't know that i need baker street to be a two-way anyway i think it like if baker street was a two-way i mean you've got centennial which is a major one way and then you've got william street then let me tell you the worst road in atlanta as I get ready to end this thing, the worst road, Ivonne Allen. I hate for GPS to even say Ivonne Allen. Every time she says Ivonne Allen, he says Ivonne Allen. Whoever you got ways, whatever. Every time Ivonne Allen is mentioned, I go my alternative. I'm not even going to tell y'all my alternative to Ivonne Allen. But let me tell y'all, I don't know why everybody's trying to get on at Ivonne Allen when there's a couple of exits before and after. I'll just put it that way. So think about that. Um... You know, Atlanta, there's so many things that Atlanta, and, 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 and here's another thing, Atlanta will look at what the rest of the country is doing and then and then still get it wrong. And I heard them talk about, I know this is going on in other cities. Yeah, it's going on in other cities and it's working in other cities. Can we get some of that? Can we get some of that? Like, why is there no double-decker buses, no double-decker hop-on and hop-off buses in this city yet for all these tourists? I mean, you know, we got we got amazing um, uh, cons, conventions and stuff that are coming here repetitively. You know, Dragon Con, all these things. Labor Day weekend is epic. an epic weekend. You've got your, the book festival going on. you got Dragon Con going on. I think, I think uh, Black Pride weekend. I mean, there's so much that's going on. So many people need moving about and so forth but when they come here they have to they have to plot and plan their own transportation because i'm so and let me tell you i think i think martyr may figure some of this stuff out i really i'm i i do not know that i mean i may have dreamed that i don't know that might i might have dream i don't know if that's really happening that might have happened i'm sorry i didn't mean to mention that i think i dreamed martyr was figuring this thing out because i see some stuff happening outside the perimeter where people who said no to martyr like one county 
came up with their own little shuttle system because people were like, no, nah, we never rolling a big buses through here, tearing up the roads and, and bringing this, that, and all that, whatever, you know. But uh, I like there's a, there's a little shuttles. I don't want to mention what county, but I'm sitting in it. But anyway, um, but they got like little shuttles, but it, shuttles are definitely needed uh, in Atlanta. And I, don't, and I still don't understand why Martyr has not adopted something smaller than the bus even on the bus i'm i'm still because i remember back in the day you know when you went to the uh, games like the football game and the baseball game you know you come out of the stadium and the parking lot was full of full of shuttle buses that shuttled you over to you know the, the train system and so forth and other places so you know i don't understand why that's not happening but that's that's a part of this conversation about gentrification y'all um that why is opened over there uh, in the, sh- in the, in, in the shadows of a Herndon home. Um, mm. that was interesting. That was interesting. And I'm, I'm really curious in watching to see how our, our AU center fears. A, I would love to see the AU center. When you think about the AU center, you got how many, what, four college presidents over there. And I don't understand, um, why, it as a university is not growing as a university center. And I don't mean like one particular university. And I'm pretty sure maybe one or, I don't know, maybe one or two of the college presidents are in good, in good with each other and the other two. I don't know somebody's holding out on something. Uh, but it, it, make, it doesn't make sense why we're not seeing the kind of growth. And don't think that people are not making that comparison. And I know, okay, private institutions, I understand the private institutions, I understand the state system. But when you look at the growth that Georgia State is having, and when you when you think about, I just think about those students when they they come here, and we already know most most students, you know, unless they're legacy students, and and they you know their parents you know travel with them back for the homecomings and all that kind of stuff. Most of them, you know, getting on these college campuses and going into these cities, you know, and and they they've not been there and they've not seen that. They don't know what that is. And I was thinking as I because I was actually over on the campus as I said I was on on WCOK which is a jazz station, which is on the campus of uh, Clark Atlanta University. And I just think about, you know, as a parent, when you were dropping your kids off, you know, at some of these HBCUs and the communities that they're in and around, you know, because um, it it's telling. It is telling. And it speaks loud. It speaks volumes um, as to, you know, that what these schools are going through. Um, and then you see the gentrification, um, I I don't have the, I don't have the language for it yet. I don't have the words for it yet. Um, the only word that keeps coming to mind is safety at the end, at the beginning of the day, we all want to start our day just feeling safe. We all want to start our day feeling safe. And I wish that we did more to accomplish that without having to go into a discussion about equity and race. I, I, that's my hope is we get to that time where we talk about safety. All I want to be is to enjoy my freedom and, and safely, you know, I just, I just want safety. Um, if, if, when I think about things that if, if there's everything that goes on in my life that is beyond my control, 
It's safety. It's safety. You know, I, there are things I can take all the precaution in the world, but when I have to exist around in in a space or place or people where that compromise my safety, then and that's what you know when you're moving about, moving around Georgia, not just I don't want to just say Atlanta, but when you're moving around here, um, safety is a safety is a concern, and safety must always be a part of the conversation especially when it comes to economic development and getting and getting uh and having equity in community that's what this thing is all about and i know i don't sound like your average blogger um because i do talk about that equity equity in community equity in community that's what um i and i i really if we're gonna talk about gentrification i'd really love to see that conversation really become really truthful really open really honest and uh and let's talk about it all right that's just some things that we just needed to buzz it or bash it this week i'm gonna drop this as a podcast i'm gonna hit like share and i'm gonna hit follow and all that i want you to hit like share and follow i'm gonna hit share it's going to load up to all of your favorite podcast platforms. You're going to get that notification because I know you got your notification turned on and you'll be notified that there is a new episode. If you don't, go and turn on your notification, even if you do it just for me. Also, if you go to dryerbuzz.com, you will get a chance to subscribe. You don't want to be hunting us all up and down the podcast platforms, looking all around social media like, oh my God, do I follow on Instagram? Do I follow on Twitter? Do I follow on Facebook? Listen, go over to dryerbuzz.com. It's going to ask you to put in your email address and guess what you're going to get? You're going to get a summary of all that stuff that we have posted so you can kind of keep up you can take your time open the email when you want to guess what it's going to be it's going to be there open the email when you want to and check it out as long as you open you'll get the next one if you don't open you won't get the next one that's how it works you tired of it let it hey let it accumulate come back and binge i promise i won't make you cringe it's yolanda at dryer bus always having fun with you guys and sorry this one was kind of open airy because i'm on the go and i had to take quick quick few minutes moments half an hour almost an hour and tell you what i've been buzzing about and ask you to buzz it or bash it with dryerbus.com go now to dryerbus.com and follow at dryerbus on twitter instagram and facebook it's all about the buzz yeah.